We live on the continent of Elios, four realms surrounding a holy land at its center. A thousand years ago, our lands endured a vicious war with the fell dragon. We called upon heroes from other worlds to aid us, heroes known as emblems. With them, the warriors of our nations fought as one. In the end, we were victorious in defeating and imprisoning the fell dragon. In the years since, our world has been safe. But now, I sense a resurrection. The binding weakens. Welcome to the Emblem Support Podcast. Using the power of this ring to engage with the hero Marth, I am Ordo. And he, using the power of his ring to engage with... Cardwell, you, you can't choose Dorcas. He's, he's not a lord. Build an army. Trust no one except for us. This is the Emblem of Support Podcast. And the mutton that I have carved up and wrapped around my finger says otherwise. Dorcas, I summon thee! Oh, Cardwells. Oh. I guess as you can already tell... New Fire Emblem game got announced at this Nintendo Direct, so uh, completely out of nowhere. I would say, yeah, kind of not completely out of nowhere because there were the leaks about Toothpaste John and all of the characters a couple of months ago, but I don't think we really went into that on the podcast. And I honestly personally did not delve into it very much because even if those leaks were true, which I assume they were, I didn't want to know stuff. I wanted to go in blind because I like having these blind reckless speculation podcast that we're about to do. And I like going into the game blind and being very confused and enthralled by what's going on. That's, that's when a game is at its best when you're figuring out what the heck is going on. Speaking of games though, card uh, and this time that we've been away, what have you been playing? We've been away for a while and dear Lord, I've racked up a number of games I've completed to kind of go through them. Now I don't want to go through them quickly. I want to give these games the time they deserve okay. on my stream at, or I'm just going to go through some of the stuff I played on my stream at twitch.tv slash cardwiz. I finished up Conception Plus, a game which I, I started playing because I reached a sub-goal in which I played a game which I thought I would never normally play because I'd be filled with shame. And dear Lord, Conception Plus did fill me with that because it's a harem game, but it's also a dungeon crawler. And the dungeon crawling is done with you and the children you have from your harem. I was there. I saw yeah, it's a weird one. It's it, it does have the persona elements of you build up relationships with people and therefore in some way your stats get improved. And in this game's case, the higher your relationship is with the ladies, your babies get stronger and have higher level caps. It, it's, it's a trip. And honestly, the core gameplay loop of just like visual novel of oh, dating, having the relationship, getting the affection points so we can have babies through class mating yes class mating is a thing and then being able to level up in order to unlock the the threesome mechanic oh oh how oh. <laughs> you didn't get kicked off twitch i have no idea twitch doesn't know about this game no one if plays I'm, this game. if i'm being honest honest i was just like how is this allowed I don't know. It's it's allowed because they don't know about it. I even got to the freaking uh not hot not hot tub scene, the freaking not bathhouse, the which trope is it? The uh, nature wild spring sort of scene where you walk in on the girl naked at the stream, of course. Had that one happen on stream. It, it's one of those games. 
But I, honestly, like I said, I actually legitimately enjoy and would recommend the core gameplay mechanic. But dear Lord, some of the writing, some of the voice acting, mainly from the mascot character, which has Conception Plus has the worst mascot character I've ever seen in any game. Probably my leading worst mascot. I'd, I'd probably have it as the ring animal from Tales of the Abyss because I didn't like that one. I think I'm in the minority on I like that one, but I didn't like him. But dang it, Conception Plus, easily worst mascot character. And spoiler alert for my ending I got on stream, I got the paired ending with the mascot character because I screwed up how I played the game. I played it wrong. Uh, the way I did it, I spread out and just dated all the girls and got to know them all because I was like, oh, I want to get to know all these characters. And also I randomly spun a wheel to see who I ended up with. But the game obviously wants you to, hey, pick two or three girls only stick with them, only have kids with them, because otherwise you're going to get screwed over in the endings. That's like marrying Cyril in Three Hopes, or Three Houses. Oh, I know. But thankfully that couldn't happen in Three Hopes. Yes, yes. Couldn't even (laughs) accidentally happen in Three Hopes. I'm not saying when I was playing a certain path, I sought him out immediately. For murder? I'm not saying that, but I might have. Yeah. Other games that I've been playing. I've finished up AI Nirvana, AI the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative. Now, Same. Yes, listen to, of this podcast. We'll know how much I've gushed over the Zero Escape and the first AI Somnium Files game. Because I freaking love them and I love Uchikoshi's crazy storytelling work. And Nirvana Initiative, I don't... I, I feel like you'd be doing a disservice to the other games to say it's the craziest story yet, but dang, it's insane and I loved it. I love the characters, and the best part about Nirvana Initiative is that the Somniums are all so much better than the first one. All of the Somniums have better dream logic than the first one. The first one, it felt like random dream logic. This one, it actually, I could follow most of the logic that they were doing with their puzzles. And right off the bat, they give you the ability to, hey, you can screw around if you want. You don't have to have a timeline. You screw around and mess with all the silly answers you want. All the Somniums are so great. There was an Minor spoilers. There was a freaking Iron Chef Somnium. It doesn't get much better for me in my personal life than that. And actually, like, I played it on Switch since I played the original on Switch, and it actually runs pretty well. There's not as many... I mean, there, there's like a... like a Maybe like a slowdown or a hiccup here and there, but it runs so much better than the first game did. But that's... If you like your story games, I cannot stress how much I enjoyed AI Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. Speaking of story games, another game that I just finished on stream. It was a short game. It's This game is only like six hours or so just to beat the game, but one of my all-time favorite games of the year. Uh, Immortality. It's an FMV game by Sam Barlow, who was the guy who did her story and Telling Lies. And I think I've talked about Telling Lies here. But Immortality, here's the premise. There have been three movies that were never released, but they all star the same woman. But the thing is, they're all from different decades. One from the 60s, one from the 70s, and one from the 90s. And she looks the same age in all of them. And you kind of have to go through the clips and figure out what is going on? What is the story of this? And you have to find the secrets. I accidentally started finding the secrets two hours in. And I was probably supposed to find them sooner. But I cannot stress, it was one of my favorite game playing experiences I have had all year. It is probably in the top three for me for games of the year immortality it's on game pass right now i highly recommend that and i've also started death loop which just came out on game pass i'm only just past the tutorial but i'm freaking loving it so far it has an amazing tone to it i was going to say just just a second ago i think telling lies is on game pass too 
Telling Lies is still on Game Pass. That's how I played it. I had a very good time with that. But I enjoy Telling Lies. Immortality is on a different level. I loved Immortality. What have you been playing? I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you for for Deathloop. Is that where you threw a crank at somebody? Yeah, I I threw a crank at someone. I I just posted a clip on to my Twitter feed because I'm trying to remember to do clips and post them on Twitter feed more often. But yeah, I just like picked up a random crank off the ground and just like, okay, I'm sure this goes to something, but I haven't found it yet. So I'm just going to carry it with me. And then I just chunked it at a dude and stabbed someone. It's so much fun. Deathloop is going to be a blast as soon as I start unlocking abilities. Yeah, I'm I'm interested now that it's on Game Pass. Before I was just like, mm, I've seen this game way too many times in the PlayStation. Um, whatever it is, their little uh, state of play things. You, they just kept bringing it, kept seeing it, kept seeing it. So I got sick of seeing it. But then when it came out, it seemed like everybody loved it. And uh, now that it's on Game Pass, I may give it a try. Um, for me, what I've been playing, well, number one, I had this really cool game I was playing at the start of July, at the start of my vacation, called Getting Over COVID. It's very fun. Ooh. That's a great game. Did you unlock any achievements for that one? Uh, no, I basically laid in bed all week with beside my dog. Um, so yeah, that's July. Uh, I, I got COVID in July, the very start of it, two days into my vacation, which kind of derailed all my plans. So I basically spent like the month recovering from that. And much like you, you know, I played AI, the Nirvana initiative. I have played, um, God, I can't remember what else I've played. I don't think I've played as much just because I've been busy with stuff in real life. You know how that goes. Um, but the big game for me, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> oh my God. It's have my you, game of the year. Have you finished it? Yes, I finished it. Ah! I finished it. This game has made me laugh. And this game has done emotional damage to me on levels I cannot tell you. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's really great. Like if you were to ask me again, I'm, I'm going to be vague about it. Cause I think, I think, Hey, if you got a switch, uh, you should, you should definitely be playing this. If you had to ask me, you know, what's better, the first game, the second game or the third game, I look at it like this one and three are equal and they're better than two, but there's no bad game in this trilogy. There absolutely is not. Um, I'm trying to brainwash card wasn't playing Xenoblade one. So if y'all could help me out here, don't worry. Your Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> three pretty much solidly firmly established. Okay. I've got to play one at some point. I have to, I've, I've been avoiding it because I didn't want another hundred J- hour JRPG when I've got so many around the corner. I'm staring at you persona five Royal. I am going to play you a third time. Yeah. That's coming out for switch soon and uh game pass. And there's a new PS5 version, even though it doesn't look it actually needs it. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was such a blast. I think I still like the story and the world of two more, but the freaking quality of life improvements they made to three. They made that game so easy to play. And like mm-hmm. I had just restarted replaying Xenoblade Chronicles 2 just a few months beforehand, just for the heck of it. But jumping from that into three, oh my goodness, the gameplay feels so much better. The menus are so much nicer. The uh, lip sync. The lip sync. The tutorials are actually tutorials and not lies or very poorly worded paragraphs. I did have I did have one complaint about it though. Like I was playing um again, keep in mind that I wasn't just mainlining the main quest. I was doing all the side stuff. Um with the regular characters and the hero characters that you can get. So 
right around the 100 hour mark, I finally got the page that popped up that told me what burst combos did. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I remember that reaction. Figuring I imagine, I imagine that if I was just playing this game normally, not really doing a uh, side quest here and there, I probably would have got that much sooner. But you can do burst combos almost immediately as the game starts. Yeah, for just so freaking long, I was like, okay, I don't know what to do after I daze someone. I guess they just stay dazed. That must be the benefit to it. But nope, uh, probably like 70, 80 hours in for me. It's like, oh, there's a thing that come, happens after the daze. Which is when you actually see somebody get hit with a burst combo, they go like barrel rolling through the air. <laughs> <laughs> the ground, which is funny when you have like this super serious boss fight and all of a sudden you just see a character doom, 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 boom on the ground. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm, so, I'm smiling thinking about it right now. It's such a great game and the music. They custom made flutes, man. They custom made flutes to record for the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, the characters are so much fun, even though the battle dialogue is some of the worst repeating battle dialogue I've ever heard in any game ever. <laughs> Couldn't have done it without you, Senna. I'm the girl with the gall. Come on. Who else? Yes. Uh, Uni's the boss. <laughs> I love I, Uni. She's, she's my favorite character in the game. One minor, minor spoiler question, which I'll be very vague about. Long or short? Oh. <laughs> what was that? Long. All right. All right. All right. But, uh, but it... It did change because uh, some outfits clip through. Oh, boo. Yeah. Uh, the outfits are so much fun. Such a, uh, So many little things about this game which are so good. The f it's Xenoblade with a job system. Heck yeah, give me that. And it was so good. I enjoyed that job system so much. Even though I wish there were... It wasn't so attack heavy and had a few more defensive classes in there just for my like OCD. I want everything to be balanced. Yeah, it was, it, it was such a really great game. I'm, I'm, I can't wait uh, for the um, expansion pack to hit the actual expansion packs. Cause right now it's just like, Oh, you get a new hero here and a couple little things here. I'm just like, okay, but when's the big story that's going to have Rex Shulk and Noah all together. And that's not a spoiler because they shared that during the direct with their, all their swords crossed into the ground. But uh, yes, we are here for one purpose. Something old and something new. Something red and something blue. And hair colors with a wild hue. Ah, there we go. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Fire well, Emblem well Engage was shown off. And uh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. From, from the very opening cutscene when they were just showing everything, I was just like... Again, I wasn't jumping out of my chair or anything like that. I was just like, oh, wow. Cutscenes that aren't at 15 frames per second. Yeah, that they've given the art direction and probably some of the tech stuff to Gust. And if there's one thing Gust's really good at, it's making games look really pretty. I've enjoyed a few of their games, and I enjoy how all of them look, I will say. They're the people that make um, the Altair... Alter, Alter, uh, they make the Atelier series, including Atelier Rise of Four, which I three th Atelier Rise of Three, which I didn't realize was coming out so soon. I need to finish two. Put that on the list. They've all they made a number of pretty looking games. They made the Fairy Tale RPG, which was on PS4, which is actually a pretty good RPG. Oh, nice. Gus yeah. makes very solid games. 
and very pretty games. And dear Lord, we're getting the prettiest Fire Emblem yet. So right off the bat, um, what do you think about Pepsi Chan or Toothpaste Chan or um, as their given name, Aaliyah? Yeah, we we're, we ignore Aaliyah. Toothpaste Chan is here to stay. I don't mind the look at all. I just think they're pretty. I, the guy and the girl and all these characters. That's just all I think of when I see this trailer. Oh, everyone's so pretty. We got, all got a different look to them. And we've all got it. It's probably the most futuristic look that Fire Emblem has ever had, really. The closest thing to modern, it's almost steampunkish look to it. Yeah, and it's very like bright and vibrant. You know, I'm thinking I was thinking about three houses, and I I think I put it in my notes here. Um, let me look down. Yeah, I was, I was like, you know, the game's very br- bright and vibrant overall, and the art direction is done by uh, Mika Pikazo. Pikazo. They're they're Japanese, so my apologies for getting their name pronunciation wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it's very eye catching, very popping. Like everything just looks really nice. And sounds nice, too. Like, our main character's voiced. We're actually going to be able to hear what our main character thinks about things for the first time in a little while. Not including Three Hopes. Sorry, Three Hopes. Yeah, I'm sorry, Byleth. Sorry, Shaz. Yeah, so basically, when, when that trailer opens up, like, we open up around the continent of Elios, e- and apparently all these previous Fire Emblem Lords were actually summoned to actually, like, help defeat this fell dragon, which is a cool, like, snake. Yeah, like freaking Cobra Dragon. Yes, love I love that it. Look. It's the best it. look for the Fell Dragon yet, for the Shadow Dragon. Ah, it's such a cool looking dragon. And the, the fact that it says that, yeah, we've used these emblems. We've basically used these rings to summon these heroes for years. So the rumors were that this was like the tribute anniversary game that was supposed to be for the anniversary that occurred during COVID, but COVID. So we're getting the game now. And Man, it that's, feels that's like it's two years. Yeah. Wait. This this definitely has the feel of a tribute game with all of the heroes from the past, and I don't hate that. I'm okay. I'm definitely okay with that. We'll see how it plays out when we actually get the game, but it is definitely a cool look, and we have a very cool mechanic with these rings that they showed off. Yeah, it looks like certain lords will be able to, or certain characters will be able to, like either fuse or do like dual strikes with the characters. And one thing I noticed is that some characters actually get like type bonuses, like Pokemon. So Alir is doing an attack with Marth, and it shows the two skills, one of them being a Lodestar skill, which is, of course, um, exclusive to Marth. And it'll say, like, type bonus. And it's like, okay, does that add... I mean, does that add to his attack? I mean, does that make him stronger against something? Does that make, like, your opponents easier to break, as they say in the game? I don't know. There are so many little things that we can analyze from that trailer, for instance, when we saw the Selene and Celica attack, beside their names, it had Bond 10. So it's like, wait, do we have Bond levels with these characters? Are we going to have to are we going to have to have tea parties with the lords from the past? How how does that bond work? Is it just by is it just the support method in this one? Is it just by keep battling you build up that bond level? I, I don't know. I can't wait to figure it out. I just wonder if like everyone's gonna be like switchable, right? So because when we see Alir actually use his first ring, he has Marth, and then we can see the other character who has a has a Sigurd ring from, you know, Genealogy of the Holy War. Congrats on being on a mainline game since 1996, Sigurd. Um, but so, like, could Alir go, okay, I want to use Sigurd for this attack, but he wouldn't get, like, type bonuses, whereas the other character, whose name I 
have currently forgotten. Maybe maybe Alfred. Um, does he get type bonuses? Or or I mean, would would he lose? Um, well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm stumbling on my words. I'm just like ah, fire emblem. <laughs> There were just so many little things about this trailer that was made me, made me very curious. For instance, we have a lot of lords, but they're not all sword lords. We can see in the mural, at least, that Ike was wielding an axe, and you could sure. see that Lucina was wearing her Marth mask and was wielding a bow. Yeah, so that is... Lucina's um, our bow, bow lord. Yeah, Ike was in his Brave Ike variant from Heroes, and Lucina was in her legendary uh, version also from Heroes with that bow. I think the bow is called Thogan something that was actually exclusive um, to heroes. And she was also wearing her mask despite having her long hair flowing. So speaking of heroes uh, on some of the screenshots, when you look at the map, it shows the characters with like the red sword icon and the green ax icon, the blue Lance icon, the same icons that are in heroes, which make me very curious about how they're going to do this game. I do have some fears slash theories, but it could be good things that happen. Do you think the weapon triangle is back in full force? I feel like the weapon triangle is back in full force. Based on, based on those symbols, I definitely feel we got weapon triangle back. And based on some of the symbols that were flashing and the arrows that we see when like a lance was attacking a sword. I, I do think that we definitely have the weapon triangle full on back for this game rather than like as a skill from three houses. I'm definitely hyped for that, just to have the weapon triangle back. Not having it in um, three houses was fine, but there was just something that felt that felt missing. Question for you: We saw the twelve lords who were surrounding, who were in that ring at the very start of the video. That we are assuming are going to be the rings. Are we going to have more than twelve good rings? See, it's interesting that you could say that. I I was wondering that. I'm going to answer your question with a question, kind of. But the thing that I was wondering was like, okay, will it just be lords, or will there also be characters who are like prominent in the series? You know what I mean? Like, um, even though Awakenings representative for this game appears to be Lucina, will we see Krom? Will we see Robin? Even though Robin's not a lord, um, we see Ike, but would we see Alencia? You know what I mean? Would we see Hector or Elliewood? Um... I'm betting so much money we're getting Claude, Edelgard, and Dimitri. Betting it all. Yeah, that, that was something that I was wondering. Like, I was watching a uh, trailer breakdown from uh, Good Vibes Gaming's Daniel Alba, and he actually said something that was like, finally, we're going to talk about Xenoblade again. Um, like, do you think that it would be like a Xenoblade 2 scenario with its if, 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 it was a gotcha mechanic. So like you get like a legendary ring or a common ring or a standard ring. Would you have to get that ring, take it to some place to have it like, I don't know, deciphered or whatever. And then a certain hero pops out of that ring. And like, maybe it's just like a low level grunt soldier, or maybe it's actually someone important. I don't know. Dude. If you give me the Xenoblade Chronicles two gotcha system for this, I'm going to go ahead and declare this the greatest game of all time. <laughs> I do love me a good gotcha mechanic. And if this game full on has gotcha mechanics to it, that you don't have to buy, of course. Right. Like you, it, you don't have to buy anything in Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2s. Exactly. Although I did buy the special edition for this. Oh, boy. 
Oh, uh, yeah, me too. I got it. And much like, unlike Xenoblade Chronicles 3, let me rant. I've ranted on it on the podcast. Please account. rant. Please rant again. I'm sorry. It was not the same. Got to hold my language here. It was not the same frustrating experience that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was, and I did not get. Anyways, so speaking of, uh, I actually got a comment here from uh, Clairvorant Nara, and they say, my only concern is that the ability to gain the attributes of past characters may be used as a reason to limit the character roster. I hope they don't decide to make a roster of 12 people who have three forms rather than a roster of 36 characters, for example. Do you think that could be a problem? I think that is a valid fear to have if they do do, if they focus mostly on the legends of the past, the 12 legends we know about, and potentially more via more rings or via gacha mechanics, potentially. I do think that would severely hamper the number of cast members we would have. We wouldn't have like a huge 30 member roster. I would assume Oh, the dear Lord, if they gave us like a 30 member roster and 30 rings or something like that, ah, but I do fear that, I, I don't want to sacrifice new game stuff for old game stuff, but you know what? If we're going all in and this is basically, this is a Fire Emblem tribute game. I would rather this be a Fire Emblem tribute game than just doing re-releases of all the old games as much as I want all those old games to be released. I would rather have a new game featuring these guys and kind of leave it here. I, 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 know, I know I'm teetering on a line here when I say this, but if they made this kind of almost games as a servicey and just left it here. I, I, would I be okay with that? Uh, I think I would. Yeah, I, I think I would. I'm battling with this in my head as I say it. This, this is a dumb idea, but I'm going to keep going with it. Keep rolling. You could do a uh, reverse scenario where a goes to various worlds. Kind of like Kind of like how Alir can bring Marth here. Marth could bring Alir to his world. That'd be a fun little guiding chapter. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would like that because that means you wouldn't have a definitive end for the game, in my opinion. Yeah, that'd be a bad thing. Yeah, I'm. Pro- I'm. Sp- I'm probably speaking nonsense with this game's as a service idea. Let's just. I, I want this to be just a whole game. I want this to be a whole game. That's what I want it to be. That's what I want it to be 10,000%. But I'm just saying, based on what I'm seeing with the focus on the characters from the past, it makes me think, oh, this is a direction they could be going in. Yeah, that that's what I want to say. It feels like they could go in that direction based on what they've shown, but we'll see. I do hope it's a, just the game itself, the game is as it's released, but eh. one thing I did note, like, we're... I, I'm betting so much that we're going to get more than just those 12 characters because of the characters they showed. They didn't show any Lord who could potentially work well at, with a staff user. They didn't show anyone who could work well with a brawling unit because it looks like the brawling ability is back because they showed the little red clothing girl Brown. brawling in battle with a scroll type weapon equipped. It was, it was called make- um, it was called like Iron Body Arts, something like that. And yes. she delivers a wicked kick. And that makes me wonder, is it going to be like three houses where, oh, the base fighter class can use axes or fists or arrows? Or are we going to actually have the ability to have a female uh, brawling character this time around? That gives me hope that we might have that because I'm not a fan of gender lock classes. And then you also wonder, like, will the rings be like lord locked? Because so far we've only seen people that appear to be nobles and lords um, using using the rings 
listen, I know, I just know that there's going to be a minor character that's going to catch my eye. Okay. And I want them to be able to use the Martha ring and Martha's going to be like, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. Screw toothpaste, John, you're the hero now. And there's, there's so much like theory crafting. There's lots of silly stuff to go along with this too. We've also got a lot of costumes seemingly unlocked and also accessories to unlock. We are able to roam around a village again, including fishing. We can fish again. Heck yeah. This actually looks like it's basically what they really wanted to do with three, um, not three, um, Fire Emblem Fates is my castle, but they just weren't able to do it. They ran out of time, I believe it was. And then they got to iterate a little bit more on it with Echoes. And I don't, it's not quite, it doesn't look like it's quite the same thing, but I did notice something. Um, up in like the corner, it says Somnial. So it means it's like a dream realm or something like that, which would be very similar to Fire Emblem Fates' um, astral realm, where it doesn't take place in like an actual real world place. It's like somewhere else. Are you saying we could drop our babies off in another dimension so they can no, grow no, old and no, become our fighter no, unit? No, no, oh. no second gen. Speaking of no second gen, it also looks like that this game is just going to be a single one path, one direction, no choosing this or choosing that. And that just has me happy, to be honest. I'm okay with that too. So I, I, I can optionally put two hours, hundred hours into this rather than have to put 200 hours into it to play all the paths. And have one uh, path um, lesser than the rest. Everything that I'm looking at from this game just looks good. Yeah, I'm happy with everything. I, I, I love how it looks. I love, I'm intrigued at least by all the mechanics, especially with these rings. Like in battle, there's one thing that we didn't talk about. There's something called a break mechanic where you can apparently break an enemy unit so they can't counterattack, which will encourage you being more offensive minded rather than defensive minded, like past Fire Emblem games have been. Uh, if I'm interpreting the like three seconds of video I saw correctly, it looks like, well, I'm, I'm not going to put any like, it looks like this. Um, But when it breaks, I wonder like if that means like, it's a penalty status, or maybe it's like a character skill, right? So maybe someone who wields a lance, because I think it was a knight that used it. I don't know the knight's name. It Wait, actually, you know what? I actually have it written here. Um, his name is Lewis. We didn't see his face, though. Um, and he hasn't been shown on the website as, as of this recording, but I wonder if like that's like a special skill of his, or it's a weapon skill that can break, and that causes like... Um, Penalties, similar to like combat arts is what I'm trying to say. Oh, there's so much more to speculate about this game. I, I'm very much looking forward to playing this game when it comes out in freaking January. We're only four months away. We're only four months away from a new Fire Emblem game. Orda, I know, I know. I, when when I saw my actual bet for this game, I was just like, or not for, for the director of this appearance, I was like, oh, we'll probably just get, you know, some Three Hopes, you know, expansion DLC, you know. And then it shows up, oh no, Fire Emblem Gage, brand new game. Joke's on you, Ordo. I'm just like, oh. I cannot freaking wait for this game. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention about this from the three-minute trailer? Do we have any more notes to overanalyze? I thought the, I thought the dancer girl in this game looked really cool. Do you remember like how she like oh, yeah. like she was like spinning around on her pole thing? Her yeah, yeah, and just doing like kicks and stuff. I'm just like, Azura, you gotta step your game up. <laughs> You are the ocean's gray wave. But, like, she was just going all out. And we saw 
like we saw a dude with red hair. I think he's on the he's on the poster too for the divine divine edition that you know we got. Um, and then there's another like bigger dude who looks like he's possibly going to be his father or something. I'm just like, I wonder who the enemy faction for this is going to be that's like serving the fell dragon because it says something like Illusion, uh, Illusion Knights, Illusion this. I couldn't get a good clear picture of it because everything's just like flashing so quick. Speaking of enemies, we saw weird three-eyed enemy putting on a ring of some sort. How many enemy rings do you think we're going to get? Do you think we're going to see your boy Gangrel again? I would love to see Gangrel. I don't think we're seeing him, but because this dude, my guess is that he's what this fell dragon's human form is supposed to be, so I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see someone like uh, Medius from Fire Emblem 1, 11, basically Marth's games, because he's shown up so many times. Um, I'm trying to think of the dragon from Genealogy, the Holy War. I wish I could remember what his name is. Uh, I know our Genealogy fans are just like, you got to play the games. I'm just like, please don't yell at me. Um, obviously, you know, Grima, we'll, we'll probably see him. Um, we won't, we won't see the fire dragon from seven because that's just, well, kind of generic. <laughs> and for, I'm sorry, Cardinals, please, please. No. The, the generic dragon final boss, the best final boss. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's Idun from Fire Emblem 6. Um, Duma. In fact, Duma also has like the whole three-eyed thing going on, too. Um, pretty much everyone that's ever been like a final boss dragon character is probably open to come back. The only exception is probably Fire Emblem 8, Sacred Stones, which it doesn't have a dragon final boss. Are we going to see Subasa return? Are we going to have idols in this game? Well, there is the fusion mechanic, which they, which they look like they showed off, where uh, Marth and Alir put their swords together. They touch tips. And then they fuse. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, they end up having like this fused form. And Alir ends up with the Mercurius rather than the Falchion. And I believe the Mercurius is a Fire Emblem 1 weapon that's exclusive. It could be exclusive to Marth, and I think it is good against horses. I cannot remember. It's been too long since I played. And then we also saw, you know, the fusion with Celica. It makes me wonder, like, man, are these are these fusions exclusive to them? Or are we going to do some song and dance? I don't know. This game has got me so freaking hype. I cannot wait. I wouldn't be surprised if, let's say about... December, we would probably get another direct, or we may even give it. We may even get a dedicated Fire Emblem direct for this. It's not impossible. We've got the we've gotten the Fire Emblem exclusive directs before. I'm, I I would love to have that at the start of January, end of December. Well, probably early January, because they don't tend to do things around end of December Christmas break. I'm so interested in seeing whether character designs we're going to see, what other character types are going to be. You know, what's the voice acting sound like? Um, I just hope that. The fell dragon dude. He's not just some kind of plain background character. I want him to actually be involved in what's going on. We'll have to wait and find out. January 20th, 2023. Get your pre-orders in now. I think that's going to about wrap us up for today. Tell the people where they can find you, Ordo. They can find me on Twitch at Plan Ordo, as well as Twitter at Plan Ordo. As for myself, you can find me at twitch.tv slash cardwiz. And you can follow the Emblem Support Podcast Twitter feed at Emblem support. Or is it emblem supports? Dang it, I forget. 
Emblem supports with an S. And with all that said, chapter complete.